This is Rondo Moore, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and joining me on a rare three man edition of the podcast, it's the Roster Watch Founders Edition, the Founders uh, Final Rookie Roundup uh, here for the 2021 rookie class. Of course, we have the Trash Man, we have Byron Lambert, we have our rookie rankings, we have our final takes. We have everything that's about to go up on the site at rosterwatch.com for our pro members. Byron Trashman, what, what the hell's going on, boys? Oh, I'm just convalescing. <laughs> <laughs> what is Same. It? I well, now you guys Guaranteed have to tell me what that means. What that word. I mean, you've been firing out a bunch of words I don't know lately. I, <laughs> on text, man. I'm like, all right, Alex has really gotten into this vocabulary thing. It's good, man. You look those words up. You got to use them a few times. You texted me about some kind of back and napkin logic, heuristic. I won't forget that. Crash <laughs> man, what is convalesce? Do you know what that is? Is that like to coalesce? I know what that means. The coalescing is when you're you're on the mend, you're healing. Yeah. Well, you're kind of on the mend. Recuperating. You're yeah. you are. You are recuperating from your calf injury. Yeah, I'm convalescing. Exactly. I'm recuperating oh. too. I'm convalescing too. What are you what? recuperating from? Just being, <laughs> seeing a disgusting <laughs> something, something much better, something much more enjoyable. I think. Okay. Well, the, nobody's enjoying the small talk here. Let's get into the. Let's get she, into the rookie. She just left. Oh well, that maybe they could maybe they could enjoy that if it's about uh, if, if if it's about a lady. Um, trash man after hours podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, good, good, good to have you boys on. It'll be good to hear everybody's takes. I have not even heard Byron's takes on the rookies and stuff like that. Um, so, a couple of objectives here. One, we'll be putting out the 2021 staff rookie rankings pre-NFL draft over at rosterwatch.com at the running back and the wide receiver position. It looks like at the wide receiver position, we'll have about 33 of these guys ranked. Um, at least ones that I've looked at. Now, as far as guys who are written up that we've done the actual evaluations on, that's probably more like you know 20 to 24, 25, which I consider good. I'm glad we were able to get that many done. As far as running backs, we know that it's a um, uh, it's a it's a not quite as deep a class this year. We'll have write-ups on probably eight of these guys, eight to nine, but we'll have all the analytic profile stuff up on the site in the um on the rookie rankings just the, the cumulative sheet where you can look at the different market shares the different production stuff the spark scores the 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 uh, production numbers all the height weight hand arm 40 times etc age uh, you'll have everything that you need to help make your decisions and of course right after the nfl draft occurs we will have the dynasty rookie cheat sheet that we'll get started on on sunday and that should be up early usually it's up by what monday or tuesday v 1.0 maybe Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that'll be a, you know, ASAP because we know that a bunch of you guys will be getting rookie drafts going on just as soon as the uh, NFL draft ends. So we'll, we'll, we, we will try and get V1 up by early there in that week and we will get started on Sunday for sure. So with all that being said, uh, we've talked a bunch about Devontae Smith. We've talked a bunch about Jamar Chase. These guys up here at the very top. And so I told Trashman before, let's not waste our time writing these guys up. People are going to hear about them from us throughout the whole course of the throughout the course of the offseason the same was true of say like guys like Najee Harris and Travis Etienne we wanted to make sure that our write-ups and the stuff that we really concentrated on was more of these players who you might not have heard quite as much about but I do want some kind of content on these four players Jamar Chase the wide receiver out of LSU Devontae Smith the wide receiver out of Alabama 
Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama, and Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson, to sort of link to for if anybody, I mean, we 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 could have users that you know just tune right back in to the rankings and hadn't listened to anything before, doesn't know these guys from Adam. So let's just hit on each of these guys just real quick. We'll start with the wide receivers. Um, Devontae Smith uh, out of Alabama. He was a senior, of course. Everybody saw him in the uh, national championship game and just the most epic first half that we'd ever seen. He um, exited that game with a finger injury, which he used as an excuse not to do anything through the pre-draft process. He was at the Senior Bowl, uh, declined to weigh in at the Senior Bowl. The issue with him the whole time has been his 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 weight, you know, and the weight finally came in. He, he said he was 170 throughout his college career. The weight actually at the Combine Medical came in at 166, which is a little bit of an issue, but not a small guy, though, as far as everything's concerned. Tall, skinny. It's hard to even find a comp for him. Uh, he will be 23 I mean, years old. He has great production. Trash man, what do you think? Well, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, what did he come on at? I think he came on at 169. Yeah, but he, but Deshaun Jackson, draft. right. But Deshaun Jackson was a lot faster than, than uh, Devontae Smith appears to be. Devontae Smith is twitched up and he's a great route runner, but he's just a different cut. I mean, he's, he's smooth, you know, it's, it's not a. Well, I mean, I guess, I, my, I guess my argument being that, you know, Deshaun Jackson has never had issues. I mean, being that slight and like, you know, and dealing with, cornerbacks and the physicality of cornerbacks in the NFL and so I feel like when you have a guy like Devontae Smith who isn't I mean he's not going to be your for, for all intents and purposes he's not going to be your um he's not going to be your chain mover you know he's going to be a guy who makes big plays for you and a player like player like that like I mean and Deshaun Jackson is of a similar ilk you know um I think that he could be he's, I, he's not he's not your possession guy I mean, he could. I mean, Devontae, he, he he's got hands like that. But, you know, I, I, I don't it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers everybody else, maybe because I, it, it's 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 all about speed and it's all about smooth, smoothness and quickness in the NFL today. I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all that he's that slight. Byron, I mean, it feels like it has to bother you because there's not any, but we don't have any sort of precedent for the, a, a player this small. I know Trashman said Deshaun Jackson, but the BMI wasn't the issue with Deshaun Jackson. De, Smitty's kind of, he's tall. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's over six feet tall and he weighs 166 pounds. He'll be 23 this year, but just the production was insane. I mean, 36, per, I mean, this, this, this was the best Alabama off. This is one of the best offenses we've seen. 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama, two of the best that we've seen in our life, right? And he had 36% of the market share of receptions, 40% of the market share of receiving yards, 55% of the market share of receiving touchdowns. Of course, this is with Jalen Waddle, who I'm sure we'll talk about, injured for everything but the first four games of the season. Jalen Waddle looked like he was set to have this kind of season uh, before then. But Devontae Smith, he, he had a great 2019, too, even with guys like Jerry Judy still there and Henry Ruggs still there. So where where, where are you on Devontae Smith? I mean, you could talk about how you have him. I mean, where you have him ranked? I'm sure you get him ranked towards the top. But um, where where are you on Devontae Smith, and what was your general take after doing the work on him? Well, the weight is a problem, just because it's at least somewhat of an outlier, and the BMI is more of an outlier than the weight is, given his height. Um, that is a problem because you want corroboration through this process, and. When you have a look, I think it's a good wide receiver class. You got a lot of good options here. You know, you want to go with you, know, you don't you want to go with something that's kind of a sure thing, right? So it gives you pause. It's definitely something to wrestle with. That said, Deshaun Jackson's definitely one of my comps. So I agree with you guys. Both came up with this Deshaun Jackson both, thing from from a, from from the way he. I get the speeds different. But just the way his body type looks and moves out there, I, I see the similarities. Actually, see body type wise, I, I see kind of a Deshaun Jackson, D.D. Westbrook. Well, but I had D.D. Westbrook is, is one of my comps. Yeah. But to your point, Alex, he plays more like a Nelson Aguilar or an Odell Beckham. So I do think he can move the chain some on things like slant routes. He's a very slick route runner and he's long, right? Um, so I think at the end of the day, you look at those comps, you say it's a pretty good set of comps. And I mean, the career, the career was unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Again, in the SEC. Um, and I, I do think he actually can uh, move some chains 
a little bit. I think so. He's not a pure Deshaun Jackson, of course, but uh, I, I see a little Nelson Aguilar, a little bit of Odell. It's a guy you don't want to get too low on. Now I'm going to have I have him ranked at three below his teammate Jalen Waddle. I mean Jalen Waddle just blew me away. He truly looks like Tyreek Hill, in my opinion. I know a lot of folks are saying that, um, but yeah, Devonte Smith is a guy you have a little bit of pause about. Uh, but you know, over overall, I think you zoom out and you say, man, that profile's pretty damn good. You don't want to get too low on Devonte Smith. I mean, the thing is, you add ten pounds to him, add 10, 10 pounds of muscle, and he's 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 Will Fuller. You know, like. And at that, you would think, what's his age? Let's see here. We got Devonte Smith. Twenty three. I mean, you would think at six one he could add a little weight. He might not ever be more than one seventy. I mean, he he didn't add, he. I think he added like six pounds the whole time he was in college. You know, and, but he, and he was at Alabama. <laughs> I mean, you know that they. Yeah, but that said, yeah. you got people that are very excited, rightfully so, about Elijah Moore. He's one seventy eight. I get the BMI is different because he's a little shorter. But do we really want shorter receivers? Like, so at some point you're five eight pounds. I mean. You know, we've seen six successful receivers, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Brown, guys like that a little bit slider. And I do think that Devontae Smith is – look, the first thing we look for is route running, especially in young wide receivers, and he's just an excellent route runner. So he's got, that's going to give him a, a pretty good shot. I mean, like, I just don't remember the last time we even brought up a player's weight. Uh, well, post, yes, post, yes, because post, we post, because post, we have never fucking trashed me. We have we we have never had somebody who won't weigh through the whole time who creates this huge distraction about it. It was like Devonte Smith didn't didn't have to cause all no, this. No, I'm talking he about I'm he could have just stepped on a goddamn I'm scale. Post I'm talking about during the course of an NFL season. Like that's it's never come up. Like I don't know. I I feel like it's it's not a problem until it is one. Okay. I think it's I mean, fair though that you're probably drafting him as a you're like wide receiver two if you're an NFL. Well, oh, as a good wide receiver two. I mean, one of my comps yeah. is Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he was drafted a as a really comp. good wide receiver two. Calvin so. Ridley, that that's a very very good comp, Alex. But then, he's a, he, Calvin Ridley's only a wide receiver two on a team <laughs> with Julio well, Jones. He's kind of the wide receiver one now, for being yeah. honest. Well, um, Julio trade rumors, so he he very well. I, we'll see if anything unfolds there, but that that could happen. You know, I see. I think that's the argument. You want to draft a wide receiver two in the top ten of the draft, like of the draft. Maybe if it's the right guy and it's a position in need. Well, you can listen to our our uh, podcast from the last podcast we did. We have a bunch of content this week. It's a busy, busy hair on fire week. But we did the the meeting of the minds, the mock draft meeting of the minds last night with Mike Band. You can see where Band Band and I, I believe had him falling out of the top ten. Uh, and 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 Gettleman coming to save the day out of out of nowhere to take him to the to the to the Giants. I mean Travis um, Travis Benjamin's 175 pounds and I don't 510. Give, I don't give a shit, man. If we're talking about Travis Benjamin, <laughs> like the, then then you have made it. Then you have made a well. No, I guess the, the point I'm making is have, have we ever Smith. have we ever had have we ever had issue with Travis Benjamin in the NFL and it regarding I've ne- his size. Yes, he sucks, and he's and he's and he's and, he, and he's not an player. No, but okay. it's, but it doesn't have to do with his his size. His- how, how do you know? What if Travis Benjamin was two hundred fifteen pounds? <laughs> he, maybe he could have been an impact player. Like, of course, it might have to do with his size. Like, if, who 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 knows? It's correlation causation. I mean, Travis Benjamin knows? has been an impact player in stretches. Okay, uh, trash man. Jesus Christ. Let's talk about Jamar Chase. I don't want to get you on the Travis cock and maybe Travis Travis Benjamin rabbit hole here. The We're talking is, about the, the top the wide receivers is, in the class. Question is, what? How strong is the relationship between size and target volume? How you know, just how many targets? Can Devontae Smith soak up at the next level at 170, 170? In today's NFL, I think more. Okay, that's fine. I love Devontae very, Smith. Very I think he's going to be great. He's uh, he's my wide receiver this is, too. This is the softest NFL we've ever seen. Yeah, and it'll continue getting it'll 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 continue like that. Okay, I have Jamar Chase ranked over uh, Devontae Smith. You said that Byron. You said that you had Jamar Chase who came in a little bit lighter than we expected, but still not as disappointing a, a weigh-in as to say like a Rashad Bateman that came in at 190 when we were expecting more like 205, 210. Uh, we were expecting the same out of Jamar Chase, but he came in at 201, nine and five eighths inch hands. He, he had the adjusted 439, 40 time. He'll only be 21 this year. Um, 
27% production score. So he had a 20% market share of receptions, a 30% market share of receiving yards for LSU in his final 2019 season, a 33% market share of receiving touchdowns. So we talked about Devontae Smith being the receiving um, weapon and the premier weapon of that 2020 Alabama team under Steve Sarkeesian that was arguably the best offense that we've ever seen The in college. The only argument for the other one is the one that we saw with Joe Brady, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase, right? After he, after, um, and so Jamar Chase just sat out the season. He's like, screw you guys. I've, you know, you've seen enough of me. And when I, you know, it's funny because when I watched the national championship game, I'd seen Devontae Smith for two years. I said to myself, Devontae Smith's going to be my number one wide receiver in this class. You know, it's just like, how can, how can, how can it, I mean, it's like, I should just say it now so I can remember it. But then, you remember you said that I said the same things about Jamar Chase and he didn't come out in that draft. And you go back and you watch Jamar Chase Byron, you mentioned earlier, some Odell Beckham stuff that you saw with Devonte Smith. I see the Odell Beckham stuff with Jamar Chase, a guy who's, you know, only six feet tall, only two one, but plays a little bit bigger and can seem to stretch his hands and make these kinds of catches that look like there's from such a bigger, a bigger man, but he's got the speed and the route running precision mixed with a little bit of size as a Terry McLaurin and when I talk about an Odell Beckham mixed with a Terry McLaurin, I start to think, oh, I mean, how can I not have this guy ranked number one, especially with the Devontae Smith size issues? Uh, where are you on oh, – be, before we go to Trash Man, I just want to ask Byron, where are you on Jamar Chase? Is he your number one guy? And just what did you see when, whenever you're watching him? Yeah, Jamar Chase, my number one. The things that stood out is the pro day. I mean – Nobody was sure. People were worried about Devontae Smith's weight. People were worried six weeks ago about Jamar Chase's speed. He went out there and blew the pro day up, ran very fast, jumped out of the building. Um, so he put all that to bed. You have this excellent tape, and then you find out the guy is, you know, extremely athletically gifted. And the thing that really stood out to me about Jamar Chase, Alex, I mean, that Odell Beckham element definitely exists to his game. And I like the Terry McLaurin one, but the thing that stands out about Jamar chase, if you really look at him and look at his body type and I was watching like his, some of his videos of him training at MJP, that dude is ripped. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. Yeah. His calves are like a running back, dude. He is incredibly strong and muscular and powerful. So when I, started thinking about that i heard somebody else mention a steve smith comp and i said man i see that a little bit too steve smith was angry powerful mm-hmm. could get deep could get across the middle just totally versatile can run every route in the book mm-hmm. um rocked so, up with some armor too oh just yeah. just to be so i see kind of a steve smith i'll add that onto the comps him. list here in this uh, in the, i in think the sheet. mclaurin is that fits just just fine as well uh you know, the other thing that really stood out was his catch radius. You know, our friend Matt Kelly over at Player Profiler, a 94% catch radius for a player who's six foot tall. think that that kind of answers those questions a little bit. So for me, I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but look, we loved C.D. Lamb last year. A lot of people had Judy kind of right there with Lamb. It's pretty fair to say last year that those two guys were the highest ranked wide receiver prospects since Amari Cooper, and we gave the edge to Lamb. I think we still feel very, very good about that. Yes, I love C.D. Lamb, but I think if you made me rank him, I'd, I'd have to give. Well, Jamar that's a tough discussion. That's a tough discussion that I wasn't that I wasn't that I wasn't ready for. He's just I, I, because I, that, those are because that's an issue that came. That's an issue that I had to deal with whenever I was dealing away a rookie pick in one of my dynasty leagues. That where I'm like, man, this is either going to be Jamar Chase or I can trade it away for the bird in hand. You know, the, the, and CD Lamb, and I went ahead and made the trade. Um, I should have called you about that if it was something well, that I knew you thought about so much. I, I mean, I would have, I would have loved to ha- have somebody. I would have loved to have a, a, a sympathetic ear as I was trying to talk myself into that. But I, I, I ended up trade. making them. I think it's a fine trade. I understand where you're coming from, and and we're we're splitting hairs to some extent. So at that point, why not take the known commodity in fantasy for an offense that you love? I think that makes perfect sense. From a pre-draft prospect evaluation process, I, I mean, Chase is ultimately going to be my highest graded wide receiver since Amari Cooper so, six years ago. 
Wow. Okay. Well, that's a that's a big that's a big news. And just you 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 mentioned I didn't realize how good the combine or how good the pro day was. Eighty six percent out twenty yard split on on the on the forty um, a ninety fifth percentile. Um, 40, a 95th percentile vert, a 95th percentile broad, a 94th percentile short shuttle. So he's not only explosive, but he, he I mean, and you see it on tape, but he's just agile as hell. He, he's uh, nasty, like, man. Trash man, anything extra to say on Jamar Chase? Is he your number one? Uh, or do you still have Demo- Devontae Smith number one? We know that you love him and you're super trashy. Um, Actually, neither of them are my number one. Really? Okay. Uh, no. Love um, to hear it. A so, tease. Okay. <laughs> but um, Chase, I, he, I like. I mean, he's got really good acceleration. To me, that's kind of what pops off the screen for me. Um, like you're saying, he's very powerful, aggressive. I mean, like Steve Smith, I think is a really good comparison. Um, I also think he kind of reminds me a little bit, just in his ability to really do everything, DeAndre Hopkins. Um. I, I, I see some of that in him and just his ability to just dominate on the field. Um, and I feel like DeAndre Hopkins has an underrated catch radius. We don't really talk about that that often, but, you know, when's the last time you, you saw a ball get away from DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. But um, so I, I really like him. He, and it's one of those things where he's just – he's good at a lot of things, so it's not that terribly exciting for me as a player. Um, you know that he can excel in the NFL. You know that he's g- going to be somebody's number one wide receiver, has the capability to do so. Um, he's one of those guys that does a lot of things really well. But my number one is a guy who just, you know, you watch don't him and it tell. looks like he's – Don't tell. Don't tell. <laughs> don't tell. Because we got to talk about these two running backs first, and then we'll get back into the wide receiver rankings. We'll talk some running back rankings. I think Byron probably has a good idea. Okay, uh, let's see. So let's go to the running backs, and let's just go with um, Devontae Smith's teammate, Najee Harris. We saw him at the Senior Bowl. He did not work in drills at 100%, but during certain drills, he went at about 75% team stuff, just enough to where he could go out there and show you that he looked bigger, badder, just much better than all the rest of the players. Uh, Catching the football out of the backfield, they made sure and show that off. I think the NFL teams knew that they wanted to see certain things out of Najee Harris, so – Whenever he did get his work at the very beginnings of practice, they would really feature him in these half-speed drills. Byron will, I'm sure, talk more about this, what we saw out of his hands and the different situations that they put him in. Just in, in these uh, – and I, I guess we might have <laughs> lost Byron there for a second. He'll, he'll top back in. But um, Trash Man, I don't know if you got to see him at all, but uh, Najee Harris at six foot two, 230 pounds – he had big, his big 10-inch hands. He's like he has a cartoon type body to him. You know I what mean, I mean? He's like a he's like Steven Jackson. That, we, well, we need to add that comp here into this. He did not test, which I didn't like. Uh, we don't have any testing numbers for him, so we don't know what his uh, spark measurables are. But he did have a 54% uh, market share of his team's uh, rushes. Last year, he was a complete workforce back. Thirteen percent market share of receptions, which is only behind Travis Etienne and Kenny Gainwell, as far as the guys who we've done. I mean, he's, he's a clear receiving threat. Looked really good doing it. Twenty-seven uh, percent of t- total team yards on that prolific offense of Alabama last season. Uh, 1,891 total yards, thirty total touchdowns. That was a thirty-eight percent market share. Najee Harris was just a, a beast. Uh, what do you think? The comps I mean, that we had were Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, and I, I added on Steven Jackson because I, I, I really like that one. I feel like I, I'd say closer to Matt Forte than an AP. I mean, AP to me is one of those singular players who we've never seen anything quite like since. Um, I mean, I guess I mean I guess Todd Gurley would would be maybe uh, a, a comparable kind of play, player recently in, in recent years that we've seen as far as just know that build and just that ability to kind of, you know, be that prototypical back. And I feel like Harris to me is the most prototypical, like NFL running back in the draft. Um, in my opinion so far, I mean, some of these other guys seem more hybrid, like, I mean, and the fact that he's such a good pass catcher kind of, you know, just to me kind of maybe elevates him, you know, 
to one of those top two spots just because he's one of these prototypical big backs with power um, and a nose for the end zone who can also catch the ball out of the backfield, has soft hands. I mean, he really can do it all. And I feel like in today's NFL where you have, you know, kind of backs for different situations, this could be one of those backs who you just leave in the game. You put him in the game, you leave him there. A lot of buzz around Miami, maybe with, with their pick at 19, maybe being interested in, in him. He was apparently best friends, I guess, and roommates with Tua, Tua Tungavailoa at, uh, during their time at Alabama. Also, He bunch, would make Tua look a lot better in the center. Right. A bunch of buzz about – a bunch of buzz, of course, about Pittsburgh. I mean, everybody in, in their dog up there with the Pittsburgh media is talking about possibly Najee at 24. Um, I, I don't know what they'll do. Mike Band thinks they'll go – They'll go offensive line. I guess that's neither here nor there. What do you think, Byron? Najee Harris. Um, Trashman says he sees him as a Steven Jackson. What do you think? All right. So, By- so Byron's mic isn't isn't working right now. Um, we'll go ahead and get that. Let's go ahead and get that mic figured out, and we will. Um, I mean, I guess Trashman and I will talk about Travis Etienne. Byron, you just chime in whenever you think you got the mic working. Um, okay, so Travis Etienne uh, out of Clemson, five foot ten and one eighth, two hundred and fifteen pounds, nine and three eighths inch hands, thirty one and one eighth inch arm. Uh, the the forty time people are going to say anywhere from four four zero to four five. It just depends on kind of where you you know we 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 had the number that we got at four 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 that we adjusted up to a four four nine. He's a he's a sub four five guy and he sort of looks faster than that. Um, Good production, not quite as good as far as the um, total counting numbers, or just within his the you know with within the um, context of his own offense as a Najee Harris. But he did have the fifteen percent market share of receiving. Uh, his head coach Dabo Sweeney calls him a, a young Walter Payton. Um, he's 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 gonna go he's gonna go quick. Uh, I can my comparison to him. Whenever I watch him, I always see Jamal Charles, and I I, I like uh, our guy Matt. We, we mentioned Matt Kelly, player profiler. I really liked uh, his comparison of Miles Sanders. I thought that made a lot of sense. Um, you you have, do you have thoughts about Etn and, and, and Byron? Do we have you back yet? As far as your your voice, check one, check yeah. two. Okay, oh, there we go. All right. So we got Byron. All right. Um, so trash man, just ETN and then Byron. I just want to hand it to you for Najee and ETN talk. <laughs> this this ETN thing is driving me crazy. Down here in the southeast where I'm from, it's Etienne. No, but well, um, hey man, he he'll, he'll tell, <laughs> he he says it's just an E, a T, and an N. It's that easy. Right. ETN. Um, I, it's it, maybe it sounds crazy down in the south where where I'm from, as if we're from any damn place else. Southeast. I'm almost like, from Louisiana. It's like Etouffee. Like I think it's yeah. French versus Creole, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. You're. I, oh. I forget, man. I, Beaumont's, <laughs> Beaumont's half half goddamn Louisiana. That's for sure. Um, it may sound crazy to me, but I get a little bit of Fred Jackson out of Etienne, and and I don't know if that sounds crazy, but I I, I see some of that just in the I vigor that he runs with. Um, and he's got that strong lower body. Um. He's a powerful runner, powerful inside runner for a guy who's not, you know, a huge back. Fred's, um, Fred's kind of good. That's a good one. I'm a, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Um, but but I really like him, and I, and I think he's kind of you know kind of what there's we're starting to see as the new prototype for in the NFL for running backs. Um, a little bit on the smaller side, um, but that packs a punch, can run inside, and has good hands. Um, so I really like Etienne, Etienne, <laughs> um, and 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 I see why everybody's so excited about him. Um, just because, and and I think Jamal Charles is is a is a nice comparison too. Um, and I and I think you know, to me, it's not so much Charles. Maybe more of like a a Kareem Hunt and just the way that he can kind of run inside and and deflect uh, contact like a Kareem Hunt. You know, who was like a little bowling ball um <laughs> coming out of college um so i see some of that there too um yeah but those those to me somewhere between a fred jackson and kareem hunt for me um and those uh, are interesting those uh, as usual man you get interesting <laughs> takes from trash man you don't hear it anywhere else 
If anything from from Trashman, you know he won't be parroting anything he's heard in the media because he doesn't listen to the NFL. Uh, Byron, your thoughts uh, on these two before we just we'll, and then we'll get into some top whatever wide receivers, top whatever running backs. But I just I wanted to make sure that we had something on these guys just for the people who didn't actually get the actual write ups as part of our content and might not have just gotten the collective you know hadn't haven't haven't listened to all offseason to get the collective stuff just a quick review on your end Najee harris etn do you have him as your top two and give us your breakdowns i think etn is a 15 to 18 touch per game guy ideally uh, i don't think he's a transcendent talent he's clearly a very good running back prospect i thought fred jackson that's a creative comp trash man was it fred jackson or fred oh yeah it was fred jackson was fred jackson yeah, yeah, Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. I think that's yep. a creative comp to uh, to add. I'll definitely have to put that one down. But I, I'm like you. I had Kareem Hunt. Uh, I have Miles Sanders, like uh, Podfather said. And I even saw a little DeAndre Swift. Not Maybe not quite as laterally uh, uh, twitchy, but that, that's kind of what I see out of ATN. So really nice guy, but uh, running back prospect. To, to me, there's only one clear – Byron, before you talk about him, just can I ask you about Etn? Did you think he 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 runs with his feet? Sort of pointed out a little bit too much. Whenever you watched his gait, did you a notice weird gait and body style? He's a little awkward. You know, I don't yeah. want to hold that against him. No, me either. Because he's so fast, eye, I'm just like, gee awkward. whiz, man! Like if you could, if your feet were just straightly aligned with with your knees, it feels like you could run faster. Maybe you know a lot of these. A lot of these super fast sprinters are even a little bit pigeon toed. Like it just, it feels like he's got more of a, he's a lot more of like a duck kind of. Well, duck I, thought, I thought like Kareem Hunt kind of always had that angry kind of stomp to his run. Kareem Hunt, I, don't, yeah. I think you see a little bit of that to eight, just something a little unusual about his stride out there. Nice player. To me, there's only one true uh, three down, you know, workhorse back that's proven. You know, there's other ones that could develop into that, but there's only one proven three-down true NFL workhorse commodity. It's Najee Harris. I mean, he he profiles as just a classic, just volume. You know, just just absolute yeah. volume hog. You know, I mean, you're I'm expecting more than 20 touches per game for that guy. Obviously, quality three-down skills and capability. Just the body type. We saw him at the senior bowl. I mean, the body type that you actually, you just drool over. I mean, it is, it's, it's, I sent you a picture the other day of him standing next to Adrian Peterson. And we talked about that at the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than Adrian Peterson, That's right? Crazy. He's yeah. more built like a Steven Jackson. You know, the thing I looked that up, Steven Jackson ran four, four, five, and he was an awesome pass receiver. So I think it's a good comp minus the speed. So I heard a Larry Johnson comp for Najee. I actually really, really liked that because that wasn't a guy that had top shelf speed, but he really had great, you know, tremendous three down capability and, and produced some big, big uh, seasons there. Matt Forte has been the comp the entire draft season uh, for Najee, I think is a very, very appropriate one. Uh, so, I, I love Najee Harris. To me, I, I love him. I like him a lot as a real football prospect, and he's going to be a very, very good player. He's not going to break off 50, 60, 80-yard runs, but he's going to bust off a lot of 10, 20, 30, 40-yard runs, kind of like you see even out of somebody like Zeke. You know, Zeke's a 4-4 guy, but he doesn't break off 70 yards like Derrick Henry. He breaks off 20, 30. You're going to see that on Najee. And the cool thing about him at the Senior Bowl, which is it's always hard to scout running backs when there's not full contact, but I've seen enough of these guys at all the camp training camps over the years that when you see the really special ones, it just leaps off the field, not only how their body type looks, but something about the way they move. And mm-hmm. he moves like a very special yeah. animal out there, like a different kind of predator or beast, the way he prowls, <laughs> quick feet, he navigates through the holes. Uh, Najee Harris, very nice running back prospect. And so I've got 1.2 in a dynasty rookie draft. And I am just pumped that it's either going to be Jamar Chase or Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, let's... By the way, and nobody's going to draft Najee Harris not to use him as a workhorse. If you draft Najee Harris, your intention is to to give him a lot of touches. Yeah. So look look for that. Wherever he goes... Slide him right in is, I mean, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be Pittsburgh, it's gonna be Pittsburgh, Miami, it's at 
at, at Atlanta, something like that, right? You, I mean, you it's, re, redraft RB1, wherever yeah. it goes. I'll say it now. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so do you want to stay on running backs and go through some of our rankings? Because that seems like that'll probably go a little bit quicker. And then we'll get over to wide receivers. Okay, so at running backs, um, so Tr- Byron and I feel like both. I mean, for me, Najee is right up at the very top. Trashman is. Do you have, do you have do you have Najee at the very top? I mean, yeah. If we're just talking about a guy you can slide right in to your fantasy lineup, you know, right. and specul speculating that he'll be a workhorse back, then yes. Okay, so. I think, you know, what the consensus is after that, do you, do, do, do you guys just want to go like, because after this, it feels like it goes Javante Williams, at least for me out of North Carolina, uh, 215 pounds. He's got the requisite size. He did have the disappointing, um, the disappointing 40 time high four fives at, at, a, at a Mac Brown home cooked uh, North Carolina pro day. So you adjust that thing up to about a four, six, three, if I know Mac, but man, he does like, uh, whenever I watch Javante Williams, it, 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 he, he, I just can't help but see beast mode. Um, you know, 20, 22 touchdowns last season. Uh, that's even with Michael Carter in the same backfield as him, who I'm sure that we'll you know talk about briefly, but I even see a little bit of Darius guys whenever I watch, um, Whenever I watch Javante Williams, of course, those two guys, what we know about guys now versus what we know about Javante. Javante Williams could have gone, to, could have gone to school at, you know, you know, academic Ivy League scholarship. You know, that's what he was going to do because um, the teams that were recruiting him wanted him to play linebacker. And he was just like, man, I don't want to play linebacker. UNC comes in and says, hey, we'll let you play running back. And he's like, well, that's a good school. I can go there. Smart, 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 smart guy. Uh, seems like a really upstanding guy that you'd love to have on your football team. So I didn't. I, I hate comparing him to guys who turned out to be a complete degenerate and a, and a persona non grata and a creep. Um, but they they kind of they kind of you know the running styles really remind me of one another. So um, a lot of people think that I mean Javante Williams. Something I mean I, I wouldn't argue with anybody that had Javante Williams as their top guy in the class or something. I mean I don't think it. Would, I don't agree, but I I don't I don't think it's. I think that these are the three guys who you can make that argument regarding. So, I think if you if if you made the argument about anybody else in the class, I think it's a little bit crazy. Nothing against Matt Waldman, who has Trey Sermon as his number one guy. I just, I mean, if you were to give one of these running backs one carry, you know, to to, to break something off for you in fantasy, I mean, would it not be Javante? I mean, it depends on where on where the carry is occurring. <laughs> I mean, but no, I mean, if you, if you, if you, you need, need to, to depend on, if you need to, no, if you need to depend on a guy to break some tackles, to make some moves, uh, to get downfield, I mean, really, is there a more dynamic and powerful? He's, back the, he, than he's the most, he's the most elusive. If, if you believe pro football focuses, elusiveness metrics, he's the most elusive running back in the history of their college football, um, scouting, um, I mean, so, so, so for me, I can I can definitely see that argument for yeah. Javante as the as the top pick. Led the, the nation, and, led the nation, and forced missed tackles last year, despite having a basically a fifty fifty split um, with his teammate, who another really good player, Michael Carter, uh, Byron, Javante Williams. Do you do you do you like him? Is is he your running back three? Yeah, I like him. He's my running back three. I think he plays just like a little bit bigger MJD. I like the comps you guys had too. I even put Frank Gore. I had MJD and Frank Gore. I think Gore was a 215-pounder. So I, to me, that those are all in the slot. And you just look down at that list. You say, man, it's a pretty damn good player. I think he's going to be – it's a bad class. He's going to be elevated. He's going to get drafted to the point where uh, he's he's going to be used. So, yeah, I'm, he's my three and very, very solid prospect. Okay. Uh, I think with running backs, I mean, you for me, it's just – uh, for me, i one sleeper. Yeah. I've, I, I've just, I've come, but let, before we talk about it, let's just talk about for, 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 for dynasty. There is a pretty big drop off after that, right? There's a pretty big drop off after that. So if you just with your next pick, let's just talk about our next one. For me, it's Trey Sermon out of Ohio state. He's got the weight at two thirteen. We didn't get to, we didn't get to see him run the production throughout, um, his final year at Ohio state, it wasn't great, but he came on like bananas at the end. If you watch some of the tape, really, really good, very little wasted motion. 
Um, so, so smooth with the way that he, you know, he's not a jump cut guy. He's not a cut on a dime guy, but he's a dude who just, he's like a car that just corners really well. There's nothing too violent about it, but it's really smooth. And it just, it can, it can, it, he can, um, he can change, he can really change direction on the fly without it looking like it's any sort of violent, you know, Shady McCoy, Devin Singletary type of movement. Um, and at 213, it's just I, I see these other guys. I, I, you know, can you get Chuba Hubbard there? He's at 210, but he had a disappointing final season, disappointing pro day. Kenny Gainwell is who else I would consider there, but he's only at 201. Who do you guys each have as your running back four? And then we can each throw out a sleeper. Well, I'll reflect back to I think it was the morning of day three of the senior bowl, Alex. It was a terrible running back class, and you and I were sitting next to each other in the bleachers. We looked over and we said, I mean, what about Trey Sermon? Because he was standing on the sideline the whole week with Najee Harris and Devontae Smith. And over the years, it's usually the guys that don't work out that are, you know, they're usually a lot of reasons if they're healthy, they don't work out because, you know, they kind of already consider themselves maybe good prospects who are there more to just do business than to really, you know, play football at that point. Maybe uh, they don't feel like they need to show something at the senior bowl for, for whatever reason. So I remember us thinking back and saying, well, dude, maybe we need to think about what the deal is with Trey Sermon because it looks right. just from the crop of the senior bowl, this is going to be a weak class. And I feel like we've come full circle. I mean, he certainly doesn't, you know, just blow you away, but he ends up as my number four. I have Jamal Williams as my comp for Trey Sermon, which is like a good, you know, it's a good, pretty solid running back in the NFL. What do you think about my LaMichael P. Ryan, Damian Harris? I think those are all fine. They're D I P you know, you hope he's better than P Ryan, but the other guys have you get a Jamal Williams, a Damian Harris. I think he, he's shown something. You know, the other thing that makes me remember from that day of the senior bowl uh, running back wise is, do you remember Najee Harris just palming his helmet? Ten inch hands. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's a he's he he has the cartoon pr- proportions of like a Tyron Smith. It's or why he's a, it's part of the reason he's a sick receiver as a running yep. back. Trash man, your number four running back. Um, assuming that those are your top three, I'm assuming. I mean, th- I mean, I they're on my top three, not necessarily in that order. I like, I like Javante a little bit more than Travis Etienne. Um, okay. Um, Kenny Gainwell is a more dynamic player to me than. Um, yeah, he's good. And he he was a quarterback, and you know, in high school, he's got really good. Uh, really high football IQ. He's got enormous hands, considering his size, almost ten inch hands. Can you um, believe? Can I, oh yeah, that is ten inch hands. Can you believe that he had an eighteen percent market share of receptions in tw- in twenty nineteen? He had, can you believe that he had two thousand and sixty nine total yards, thirty percent of his team's offensive yards in twenty nineteen, and he also had sixteen total touchdowns. So that's twenty nineteen. So last year. Antonio Gibson was a rookie last year. That was on a team that had Antonio Gibson. Right. I mean, considering, I mean, for me, like with today's NFL, Kenny Gainwell to me is a more exciting prospect than. Um, the question is, how many then Trey Sermon will he get at 201? 201. I mean, I don't, I, so the thing that's, is, that's he doesn't need him. He doesn't need him. Oh, um, fair, fair enough. I mean, I, I there was a stat. I like volume. Team, it's it's pretty simple. I like just I say. like volume too. But I mean, Trey Sermon. I, my comp for him was David Montgomery, and I think he's the kind of player who, in the right position, in the right situation, he can be that guy for you. Can be that volume back who gets you that yardage and gets you and is in there on the goal line. But um, you know, we rarely see that in today's NFL. You know that that workhorse back who's getting three down back and um he's he's just not that exciting to me a player trey sermon um like you're saying alex he's not gonna be that guy's gonna break off a bunch of huge chunk plays um he can get to the corner pretty quickly but he's in the if he's not your workhorse back if he's not your three down back um he's not gonna do much for you in fantasy i feel like gainwell he's a guy who can you can put it he's gonna be a ppr monster um, and he's going to be a guy who also can run inside the tackles and who also has the nose for the end zone. So for me, um, I, I'd rather take, I'd rather take a shot on him than someone like a Trey Sermon, but, um, 
but, but I'm not going to argue with putting Trey Sermon ahead no. of so, you guys. Sometimes it's as simple be. as the NFL team just saying, look, I'm just going to tap that Memphis running back pipeline. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just really, it's, I mean, uh, even if you want to poo poo Daryl Henderson, the guy's shown he can play in spots. I mean, you got, you got Henderson, Pollard, Gibson. Pollard, Gibson. I mean, those guys are playing big roles in the NFL. The 201 scared me off a little bit. I think it's an interesting topic is basically who is your RB five is a funny topic because that's going to be wildly different. I think for most people that have this similar top fours to your point, I think Trey Sermon and maybe why I threw Jamal Williams out there. It doesn't look like a starting running back for any large period of time in the NFL, a rotational guy, but one that's going to get action. And one that if you found out he was getting 15 or 20 touches in a game, if you knew he was going to get the rock in a game because of an injury situation or whatnot, yeah. you know, then you'd be in comfortable flexing him in fantasy at that point. Yeah. Or, or like we always say, the men price DFS kind of thing. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so we'll each talk about our sleepers, but just a quick reminder: we'll do, we'll do, we'll have some wide receiver talk after this. But for our pro members, you can find all this content at rosterwatch.com. I'd imagine, you know, Byron and Trashman, it'll be up to these guys when they want to get their rankings into this the sheet that I'll share. But uh, so, as soon as these guys get it, get them in, I'm going to get it up. So be looking for that over at rosterwatch.com. Um, and that's for the running backs, the wide receivers. Of course, there'll be links to them in there to all the different content that is associated with this stuff. And of course, the dynasty rookie sheets will go up right after the NFL draft. We'll also have a big update to version 4.0 of the best ball cheat sheet right after the draft. So it's a big week of content. We also um, will be on from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio during day three of the NFL draft, doing our breakdowns there. So all that good stuff coming up this week that you can look out for for us. All right. So, Byron, I don't really have a sleeper at running back. I think I'm I'm not. Who's your five? That's the funny question. And by the way, I have an extra 10 or 15 minutes here. So My five is uh, my 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 five is Kenny Gainwell after yeah. Trey Sermon. That's cool. I, that's good. That's, that's pretty good. He's my six. I have Tylen Hill as my five. His tape is we'll awesome. see. We'll see. That's a sleeper. That's a sleeper. Awesome. That should be your sleeper than if you have Colin Hill at five because I. I I need to move him up above Larry Roundtree. That's for sure. After oh, Larry Roundtree ran his ran his four seven three or whatever. Kylan um, Hill's tape is awesome, and that guy is a stud stud receiver that really only was utilized that way this last season. He had thirty targets in three games uh, in twenty twenty, and the guy right. he's a freak freak receiver. And then as a runner, he's got a really tremendous position specific. Uh, skills with the feet the vision even some lateral agility where he disappointed obviously was the 462 adjusted pro day time it was a 457 if you take it for face value which if you think back and you think about the alexander madisons of the world maybe even the vons of the world that were like four six guys at the combine but then went and ran like 455 at uh pro day like it was good enough and those guys have shown some they have shown some juice when they've been in there so if he's more of a four five five four five seven guy if he's four sub four six you know if we can give him that because the thing about kylan hill too alex was even though the 40 was disappointing let's see here i think it, uh, he had a, he had a 76 percentile broad jump a 70th percentile vertical jump um he had a burst, actually 70 percent burst yeah 70 percent so, burst score i'm sure is something that i'm sure that it was somewhere right in there yeah i can't believe he, he also weighed in at 214 pounds yeah, which exactly. was which is i guess so that's he, that's about what's about where he weighed in at the senior bowl he's, I he's got the size over these guys so honestly my comps for him were tony pollard Keyshawn vaughn and you know, he's, he ran about a tenth of a second slower than Miles Sanders, but I think he has a, just a little bit of that type of verse. You know, he's not going to be a 20-touch-per-game guy, but I thought a Tony Pollard, Keyshawn Vaughn are reasonable comps for Kylan Hill, and those are two guys I like, man. All right, let's go on to the wide receivers. Oh, my, 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 real quick, one dark horse for me is Michael Carter. Um, okay. Two 2,000-yard two back-to-back season along with Javante Williams, um, I think he can produce. Yeah, he's good. Did, did you have a comp for him? My, I mean, our comps from the Senior Bowl were like Gio Bernard, DeAndre Washington. Devin Singletary. Okay. I, can, I mean, I can see it. I compared Jamar Jefferson to Devin Singletary because they're two guys who 
look like the same stylistically and two guys that tested like t- tested like shit as compared to, compared to what we <laughs> Gio was another comp for me. Um, it's a good comp. Okay, let's go to the wide receivers. And Trash Man, let's just start with you because Byron, I don't know. I have Jamar Chase at number one. Byron has Jamar Chase at number one. You said you don't. So who do you have as your number one wide receiver? There's really one, only one other option that it could be, and that's Jalen Waddle. Well, I, I never know with you. I know I don't know if you're gonna say <laughs> Dwayne Eskridge or something. I mean, I mean, I think Jalen Waddle is a better Dwayne Eskridge. Um I it's 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 amazing. I mean, watching this guy on tape, I mean, it's it's he's pretty incredible to watch. He just kind of glides out there and, and you and you and, and you look and he's 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 just blown up. I I let me let me catch my breath on Jalen Water real quick. It's just um <laughs> he's just such an exciting player to watch. I don't rem- remember watching any other tape on any receivers going into this draft class who I just like was enamored with um on the screen. Um and I know you guys have some had more, you know, up close um experience with some of these players, but I think, you know, maybe just being able to watch tape, at least in the past for me. Um, has paid off in being able to like evaluate some of these really special players. And I just feel like Jalen Waddle is a special player. Um, he's a little bit bigger than Devontae Smith. You know, he's a little bit more rocked up than Devontae Smith. He doesn't really look like it just looking out on the field just because he's such a quick, fast, smooth runner. But he's a guy that can just break open plays um, effortless, effortlessly. Um, to me, he's the most exciting player on the field whenever he's on the field. He was never really – he was used kind of like a utility player. But I feel like if he was on the field was, as much as – you know, Like he would have been last year. He would have yeah. been if he didn't get hurt. I feel like if he was on the field as much as a Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, I don't think there would be any question that he would be the number one receiving prospect coming into the draft. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's a little bit of projection there, but he's, he's, he's clearly awesome. Byron, you have Jalen, you have Jalen Waddle ahead of Devontae Smith. It feels like the NFL does. I, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I know the NFL does. Yeah, they should rightfully so. I mean, you just, you can't, you can't help but think of Tyreek Hill when you watch Jalen Waddle, when you start thinking about, you know, a player like Tyreek Hill, I mean, you, that you push that player right to the top of your board, right? I just see a player that is way more powerful than, Hollywood Brown or Henry Ruggs. He's got that same type of speed, but he plays with the power. That's what's so good about Tyreek Hill. I mean, they've, he's, they've, he's got electric speed, but he plays with the incredible power that he runs with. And um, I see the same thing. And to Trashman's point, they're going to get waddled the ball in a number of ways. He just looks like a really good player, an awesome like chess piece for your football team as a real, you know, NFL player from a, from a real football perspective. And then for fantasy, I just think if you start saying, all right, Marquise Brown, Tyreek Hill, like those are pretty interesting fantasy players. So yeah, I'm, I, I got Jalen Waddles, my number two. All right. Let's just, let's just each maybe, maybe here's, here's what we'll do. Let's each just go over our top five and then we'll each give one sleeper. If they, if, if, if you want to see the rest of on a, just a super, super deep class. We have like 33 of these guys ranked. Go to rosterwatch.com. If you're not a pro member, get a get a pro membership, man. You can su- support the podcast by doing that, of course. You can also leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. We certainly appreciate that. Thanks to everybody who's, who's doing it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you could like, subscribe, leave a comment for the old algorithm, that would be very helpful. So here for me, it goes at one for me, I have Jamar Chase. At two, I still have Devontae Smith, although you guys make the excellent – the excellent um, point for Jalen Waddle and the way things will turn out in our cumulative rankings, Jalen Waddle is going to be number two anyway. So, it, you know, it does, it, since Byron has him at two, Trashman has, has him at one, he'll end up being number two. Um, at number three, I have Waddle. At number four, I have Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Um, he's just, to me, he looks like a mix of John Brown and Tyler Lockett. Um at 178 pounds, so he's a little bit bigger at five nine and a half, nine and three eighths inch hands, and he his hands are just so good. Um, generally, when you have such an explosive separator like this, he's not just the best framer of the football with the just the suction hands that you love. 
so, so very much. He's anytime he gets the football. I mean, you, we talk about Tyree kill stuff. I, I mean, I look at Elijah, I look at Elijah Moore and see some Tyree kill stuff too. Right. Um, he, if you look at player profile, he has a 97th percentile agility score. Um, just, I mean, Trashman even had, he had a 90.4% grade versus uh, man coverage. That was elite. You know, if you look at what P, if, if you look at um, PFF, he went up against some really, really good. Um, he went up against some really, really good corners. The guys, you know, to the JC horns, the Patrick's Sertans. he didn't have as much trouble with them as some of the rest of them did. I, you know, the, the, the adjusted four, four forty was a little bit disappointing, but I'm not worried about that. I mean, it's a sub four three forty at a pro day. I mean, damn, how, how much can you really expect out of these guys? Uh, so Elijah Moore for me, just when I look at everything um, and consider everything, I have him as my number four. And then after him, it's another Moore at number five, Rondale Moore out of Purdue. I know he's only five foot seven, 180 pounds, small, small hands at eight and three quarters inches. But this guy's a fucking gymnast, you know, like his by like like he said in the interview with Byron. Um, for a, for an 18 year old to come into the Big Ten and have the season that he did whenever he first came on came on at Purdue was basically unlike anything I'd ever you know I'd ever seen. And I don't worry about the injury stuff with him. People worry about the hamstring injuries, but the injuries that he had, you know, were um, they they don't seem to be like, to, seem to me like they, they they're indicative of anything that is going to be problematic moving forward. The NFL teams, as he talked about with Byron, having to talk to him about any of that stuff. He was a great producer with uh, at least 26% of the market share in basically every category that we care about. If you take his 2020 season and you uh, filter it with his best season, he didn't play much in 2020. Rondell Moore with an, I mean, an adjusted 4-3-6-40. He is a I'm his the his his testing scores um, were I don't I don't I don't have I don't have the spark stuff pulled up but I just like to see with Ron let me just look at Ron deal real quick with his percentiles because he not only had I mean he he was off the charts even with his bench press and stuff like so he had a 79th percentile 20 short shuttle an 89th percentile three cone an 82nd percentile broad jump a 98th percentile vertical jump a 96th percentile 40 a 96th percentile 20 yard split. I mean, I'm buying, I'm buying Rondell Moore. Like, like trash man said, you know, he gets, he, he gets mesmerized watching Jalen Waddle on film. I get mesmerized watch, watching Rondell Moore. Um, I've always been high on him and it's, it's hard because there are guys who I've left off who you guys will have in your top five that I, I won't, but um, that's why we have a cumulative ranking together. So that's it for me. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, and then after we each give our top five, we each give a sleeper. So who wants to go next? Trash man? Uh, sure. Um, top five, I got Jalen Waddle, um, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase. Then for me, when I think about a guy who really doesn't have a lot of holes in his game, um, who kind of does everything well, and I think it's just really a plug and play in the NFL, and I think he's actually going to play better in the NFL than he did in college and be a better fit. And that's Rashad Bateman for me. Oh, um, just, I mean, he's a guy that I'm scared as hell not to have in my top five. I just worry about the whole, he's a, he's 190 pounds. He see, he says that's because he lost weight from COVID. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I believe him because people lie like crazy <laughs> when they want to get a job. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, but to me, he's such a good, I mean, he's an excellent route runner um, and he does, so many things well he's a, he's a technician he's does the little things really well that to me that doesn't uh bother me as much or Bateman um and I'm just looking at like the negatives I just don't really outside of I had him as not having elite speed on tape but then he runs a four through nine so for me there are he's got very few negatives in well, my opinion he, he, had, he, had, he had a four three nine at the exos combine and and, and that and, and that was a laser timed time of four four um uh at the i i, I need to I, i'm not sure that he ran it at, at his at his pro day do i have a do i have the pro day number here inside of here um rashad bateman so we have that uh i guess i haven't marked if that's the pro day or if that's the adjusted one at four four five so 
we'll I'll, I'll look into that and make sure that it's updated correctly here in the sheet before we get it up for our pro subscribers. I mean, my only two knocks against him were that he it didn't seem like he had elite speed and he's more smooth than explosive. And to me, if he does have that's the speed, like Chris then, Godwin, right? Then, it's like you then, weren't expecting that speed, and then he had it. You're like, holy shit, we got a different kind of animal here, right? So to me, there aren't really <laughs> any negatives no, right. uh, to Bateman's game, and he does all the little things really well. He's one of the more precise players that we have coming into the draft so it's it's hard for me not to not to bet on him I feel like he's like a Michael Thomas type player he's got that kind of potential to be that kind of player on a team I think Michael Thomas and um and uh Alan Robinson were my comps for him and if that's the kind of player that you're going to get out of Bateman who I think is going to be a better NFL player than he was in college uh, it's hard for me not to have in my top five. Um, rounding out the top five for me, it's got. I got to throw him in there. I got to put him in there, and that's uh, Dwayne Eskridge. I mean, he had the, he had the most all-purpose yards <laughs> in college football. Most oh. all-purpose yards in college football twenty twenty. No, Why didn't. not? Why not? Why not? No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a true trash man if I didn't throw somebody like there in there. He for looked awesome for a half a practice at this. <laughs> what it's worth, he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some would argue that he was the most impressive player at the Senior Bowl. Um, I don't think anybody. I think anybody would say that Mac Jones was probably the most impressive player at that Senior Bowl. Or, or receiver. I mean, so for me, it's, it's Dwayne Eskridge. That I, I feel like th- there's an argument there for sure for Terrence Marshall. I'm just not that excited about Terrence Marshall. Um, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really. I think Terrence Marshall could very well be a better NFL player, yeah. but for me, for my money, I just want to throw somebody there who's exciting, who can break up the big plays, who can do a lot for you, who's a, who's who can be used like a utility knife. And to me, that's a Dwayne Eskridge. And I, I know I'm going to get flagged for that, but uh, that's fine. I, I like that's him. Fine. It's it'll it'll just be in our cumulative rankings. We'll, we'll have Eskridge <laughs> higher than people, and that's fine. I don't I don't I don't I don't mind it. The one thing I want to say about Terrace Marshall is that. I was listening on Michael Lombardi's podcast yesterday. He just said it in real passing, but he said that um, Terrace Marshall's had some uh, – some teams have some medical red flags on on Terrace Marshall to where he might end up falling a little bit farther than we thought. Not that that's neither here nor there as far as you know our, us and our own rankings, but just something to kind of keep in mind there. All right, Byron, your top five, then we'll each go through with a uh, sleeper. Uh, I got a top six. All right. <laughs> By the way, that medical – didn't seem to affect Terrace Marshall at pro day too much and trash man. I like Eskridge. I was a little disappointed with his athletic testing, his burst, his agility were a little bit less than uh, I'd hoped for on those measurements because he looked explosive at the senior bowl, you know, to, uh, to your point also a 21% catch radius over a player profiler. My top six, very clear. Jamar chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, uh, Elijah Moore at number four. I like your John Brown, Tyler Lockett comps. Alex, I had Marquise Brown and Brandon Cooks Those for my Elijah Moore comps. Brandon Cooks uh, is a good one. Yep. Terrace Marshall is my number five. I think you could push him as high as number four in this class. I split the hairs a little bit due to that medical that uh, you just referenced. Uh, Don't want to get too low on Terrace Marshall, though. Looks a lot like DJ Chark. I've seen him in person coming out of the SEC. uh, He put some really good film down. And in a class of small wide receivers, I mean, he's he's got some length at almost 6'3", 205. And like I said, if there's an issue with medicals, it didn't show up at Pro Day because he ran pretty well, uh, put up some pretty good scores there, 39-inch vertical, 10.5 broad. 20 reps on the bench. There's an 85% uh, burst rating over player profile. So Terrace Marshall out of LSU uh, is going to be my number five. And then to round out the clear-cut top six is, as you guys mentioned, Rashad Bateman. To me, he looks a lot like Juju and Nelson Aguilar. He's got more of Aguilar's body. Juju's more of a 215-pound dude. But I think he kind of plays like Juju and Nelson Aguilar's body. I split the hairs with him and Marshall just based on SEC versus Big Ten and, uh, you know, Marshall obviously having the size advantage and, and uh, even a little bit of a speed advantage at the big, with the bigger frame there. So that, uh, that's my top six, Alex. All right. Let's, all right. Let's get your sleeper. We'll get Trash Man's sleeper. We'll get mine and then we'll get out of here. I can't just give you one sleeper. 
Yeah. Give us a few so sleepers. My two, my two guys in this draft are Mari Rogers out of Clemson and Seth Williams out of Auburn. Two totally different players, but both kids that really have a chance that I got to evaluate up close and personal this offseason. And then just way, way down the list, I think you got to look at the size speed guys, Alex. So if you're getting way, way deep into these draft rankings, you know, down in number 15, number 20 in your rankings. I think you look at guys like Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville. We saw at the senior bowl, big guy that looks good out there. Nico Collins, another senior bowler, big guy ran a lot faster than I would prefer Nico Collins every day of the week over Des Fitzpatrick. And uh, well, Fitzpatrick had the better senior bowl. You hated Nico Collins. And by the way, I think I I like Nico. I think I like that on Nico Collins running under four, six, because he sure as hell did. I he did. didn't think that was going. Oh, to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. That's and what I'm saying. Well, when I see that Nico Collins actually runs. Okay. It's like, I'm just like, man, he can't separate it. He just, he looks like a, he looks like a, he looks like a lumbering version of a Mike Evans or something out there. I'm yeah, just not he's sure. He's not a separator. You worry about that a little bit. And the other two guys right there, Josh Palmer and Tamori and Terry. So I think if you're looking late, you look for the size speed guys like that but uh if you're looking a little earlier in the draft my my guys are mari rogers and seth williams trash man you got any most people call Dwayne Eskridge just a sleeper who knows he, <laughs> yeah he, he, he could end up going day two but who do you got um i nico collins for me um just the size and the speed combination i feel like those kind of guys he could sneak up on you like a kenny galladay um in the NFL, he could he can end up being somebody's number one big play receiver um, really easily. Um, I I think he gives the effort that he can give on more consistently in the NFL. I think he can be a better NFL player than he was in college. I think he will be a better player in the NFL than he was in college. Like Jonathan Peoples Jones, those guys have very similar profiles. I know we're not all the way there yet with Peoples Jones, but it's similar track. Yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, so for me, I feel like a big guy like that who can run four or five. Uh, that's that's pretty special to me, and it offers a, a you know really high ceiling. And by the way, Jim Nagy said he liked Nico Collins more than uh, Donovan Peoples Jones too. It seems mm. like the NFL like him even better than than, than DPJ. Amari Rogers is another guy who I think is is rocked up and you know in the right in the right situation yeah. could be uh, I, 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 a a real game breaker. Yeah, and so it's like I, I I'd like to usually go out with a bang, man, but it's just like you guys took it away from me, like bang bang, Amari Rogers, dude, that's my sleeper. I wanted to go out on that, <laughs> um, but I'll say that uh, I'll say one another guy just to mention Cade Johnson. South Dakota State. I mean, he didn't. He's run somebody quite I really as, loved. He didn't run quite as fast as I thought. But Jesus Christ, man, you wanted to talk about talk about going out on a high note, an exciting note, a big note. Go on YouTube.com and put on your Cade Johnson highlights. Get yeah, he's sick. incredible to watch on tape. <laughs> <laughs>